Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience here on ESPN LA. I'm Laferne Cusack. Thanks so much for joining me. Breathe deep. Ah, we're talking about clean air today with my friend Brian Sheridan, Development Director for Coalition for Clean Air. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in. You, um, This will be your second year coming back talking about this. I know. I know. It's super exciting. So tell us about your initiative and what we as a community can do to have clean air. So thank you, Laferne. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here Um, You are correct. This is the second year we have um, led um, California Clean Air Day, which is the idea that if we all come together uh, to do at least one thing on one day, we can make a big difference. And last year when I was here at ESPN LA, I uh, was talking about something new. Uh, an idea that we had. I'm really happy to report that we had over 100,000 people across the state participate. Great. Which was amazing. Um, you know, companies across the board, uh, government agencies, it was a, a real collective effort. But of course, you know, you got to build on what you started. So this year we're shooting for 1 million participants across the state. And, you know, I think one of the things about um, air pollution is it, it can feel overwhelming. You know, we're here in LA. It's it is, you know, despite all the progress we've made, it is still the dirtiest air basin in the country. Wow. So you know, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good news is that personal actions make a big difference, both in terms of uh, cleaning up the air. And protecting you and your family's health from the worst impacts of air pollution. I think I told you when I first moved here back in 2000 or so, uh, I went jogging outside. I uh, was living in Silver Lake, and we'd go jog around the reservoir. I couldn't make it to the reservoir before I started puking. And I was like, what is going on? And my friend was like, it's the air, you know. I was like, because I wasn't used to it. And he said that it happened to him when he first moved here. And I was like, wow. So I couldn't go out for a while. But then I was more cognizant of, okay, what is the air quality? And can I go out, do it earlier, much earlier than, you know, later? So what you're probably experiencing is, um, you know, when it comes to air pollution, there's a lot of different things that we talk about. The, the the type of air pollution that causes that effect is uh, primarily particulate matter, PM10 and PM2.5, which describes the small size. The, this incredibly small particles um, that uh, their diameter is like a, a human hair. And um, here, uh, particularly around downtown area, we have a lot of particulate matter pollution. Um, if you are living closer to the ports, or the Inland Empire, depending on the day, um, is probably it's even more uh, impacted. And so these are the things that they get in your lungs. They cause the effect. They cause asthma. They exacerbate asthma. They um, they can lead to lung disease. And 
uh, as more research comes out, just a whole host of other, you know, um, impacts on human health. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I was like, when they start putting in, I, I can say infrastructure of like, getting your car fixed and you know all that i was like all right we're doing something for the world actually Mm -hmm. right (laughs) but now i don't know yeah i mean so we've come a long way like we have really come a long way but the more we the more we learn the more we know we got to move the ball further down the field so to speak and um you know that's one of the reasons why you know, a couple of things that the Coalition for Clean Air does that um, is meant to educate and help folks uh, to understand, in addition to Clean Air Day, um, on our website at ccair.org, you can actually find a map of real-time data, so these um, what we call purple air monitors, which tell you uh, the level of particulate matter at a real finite level, like the neighborhood scale. Um, and for folks that have respiratory issues, it's it's a real big help to be able to see, you know, how is my air pollution right now, this exact moment? Um, and I'd encourage anybody to go check it out and see if there's a monitor near you and make those decisions. To and what's the website you. again? It's uh, ccair.org, ccair, um, or just Google Coalition for Clean Air. And uh, the first thing you'll see is, uh, it's a, is a, a notification that says, see our live network. And uh, that'll tell you it's a real simple system. It's, you know, green, yellow, orange, red. Mm-hmm. And the, the the green is good and the red is bad. So um, it was – we actually had a, a tweet go viral because we decided to do a screen capture of fireworks around – of that system uh, on the 4th of July. And so I can tell you guys that uh, as beautiful as they are, you know, en, ma- en masse, those uh, fireworks um, – it caused a lot of air pollution, wow. as if you didn't know that, you yeah. know, just by being around them. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, that's a real simple thing, Fire, not lighting fireworks. Obviously, if we're doing that every day, we're going to have some issues. Um, but getting back to um, Clean Air Day. Um, October 2nd. October 2nd, 2019. Um, at the website there is cleanairday.org. And what we're encouraging people to do is um, click the button. There's a big fat blue button that says take the pledge. Commit to doing at least one action on one day to make a difference. Um, and so what I'd, what I'd love to do is just kind of walk folks through what those actions are. Yes. That makes sense please. to you? Um, so – for those of you who participated last year, you'll notice a lot of different sort of changes to the website. Some really exciting, just visual representation. We've added events. Um, we've uh, added uh, just a couple of things. We've divided the actions up by into three categories. So we're challenging folks to pick one thing from each of those three categories. And the first category is to plant something. So that could be you know, going all out and planting a, you know, a full, you know, oak tree somewhere in the forest. Or that could be as simple as planting an indoor plant in your home office. Um, and, you know, we've seen enough studies that say that this is this makes a, um, a difference in improving indoor air quality that we thought that that made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The second one that we talked about a little bit is to reduce your vehicle emissions. So, 
you know, here in LA, and I'm certainly guilty of this, we do a lot of single passenger vehicle trips, you know, in our car, just habitually. So we're, we're challenging people, try try taking public transportation, try telecommuting, um, obviously tell your boss first, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, or even, you know, something as simple as bringing a lunch to work rather than, than, uh, you know, driving all over the place. Um, and you know, for particularly for, um, parents of young children, think about it when you're, when you're getting in line to pick them up, don't idle your engine. A lot of parents have made it a big habit to get there a half hour early and just sit there and idle their engine. And so, so think about that. And what you're doing when you do that. And our final category is to switch it out. And that's really to help you think about the impacts of air pollution on your health and your family's health. So, you know, change out your home air filter. A lot of people forget about that. And those Mm -hmm. things are meant to be changed often. Same with a a cabin air filter in your car. Your car has a behind the glove compartment. It's got a cabin air filter that's meant to be changed. And, um, it's so easy if I can do it, and I'm not a mechanic, or mechanical, <laughs> then uh, then anybody can do it. <laughs> that reminds me because the last time you were here, I was talking about how we have not changed ours in our home, and it needs to be done. And it just got done maybe six months ago, and what a difference! Yeah, and people, you know, and people think that these things are really hard to do, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just encourage them to to try these things. I mean, in, in addition, a couple other things. One is to what you clean with. So a lot of folks, they just... Love the bleach. They love the bleach. And, and bleach, ble- bleach smells clean. That's, right. that's the propaganda that's in your head, right? right? That's great marketing. It is great marketing. And, and sadly, the folks that make vinegar don't have the great marketing <laughs> arm that some of our other those other larger companies do. And yet, it does a really fantastic job. And it doesn't come with those nasty chemicals. So it's um, it's something I definitely encourage everybody to check out. Um, and it's a lot cheaper to use. Um, I <laughs> see. I did it. It's a lot cheaper to use vinegar um, and uh, natural products. Baking soda. You said mix the vinegar with baking soda. Make the vin- yep, that's right. And um, so you know, on our website at cleanairday.org, uh, folks can go and they can commit to a couple of these different items. Um, I know that a lot of uh, transit agencies have really gotten behind the effort this year. Right. I was so proud. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at Brian Go. He has Gavin Newsom on it and a whole bunch of other people, right? Yeah. So um, transit agencies up and down the state are doing different things to really encourage people to take advantage and to really link that. It's it's very true that our personal actions are contributing to air pollution and, and you know, and climate change. And so... Um, you know, here in LA, the Metro is releasing a, 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 its own Clean Air Day uh, sort of tap card, which is really, it's a beautiful design down in San Diego, which I know, you know, uh, we're here in LA, but they're doing a Southern free- California. You said tap car? A tap card, which is oh, card. the, um, it's the thing that you use when you take the, the system and, and it's, uh, they replaced it for the day. And it's just a really beautiful design. So you should look for that. Uh, go get your commemorative Clean Air Day tap card. Um, but agencies uh, across the state are doing different things. Uh, you should see Caltrans signage on the freeways in a f- uh, few weeks or right around the time, uh, encouraging you to walk 
uh, bike take public transit. So I'm really proud of all the partners that have come together to to make this happen. As of last count, we had over 200 companies or companies, government agencies, nonprofit organizations that had committed to um, reduce single passenger vehicle trips. And, um, you know, these are everybody from AEG, uh, appropriately, that we're mm-hmm. right here. I, and I saw that on LinkedIn. Did Did you see me like it? I did see okay. you like it. Thank you for like, liking oh my. my <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, I, I'm always. We always appreciate. And that sort of reminds me, by the way, the the official hashtag for Clean Air Day this year is uh, is a hashtag Clean Air Day CA. Um, so that uh, if you're out there and you're doing stuff and you want to share it, please do use that. Uh, and it's important that you add the CA at the end because. Uh, our good friends over in the UK have Clean Air Day UK, so uh, so not to confuse anything going on. But we really want folks to come out in mass, and you know, if you're so inclined, you know, if you've got a business out there and you want to, you know, show your commitment to clean air, sign your business up. It's yeah, really easy to do. And again, cleanairday.org, and go ahead and just take the pledge. That's all you have to do. And and. It's easy. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy. And people think, oh, man, I got to do something. Or or they feel that we've gone so far that they can't really make a contribution. But you can. And you can start today. You can. I mean, obviously, one of the things that we're hoping is that when you take these actions, you're going to be like, oh, that's that was a lot easier than I thought. Maybe I should do that more often. But um, there's no pressure. We're not going to hold you to it. We're not going to like, you know, hey, did you uh, did you continue to use public transit? No. What we want you to do is try it out. We want you to do what you can, what you feel comfortable, and then make it a community thing. And challenge challenge your friends, you know, bring your family into the fold, you know, your coworkers, you know, may, have fun with it. Make it a – do a bike ride, um, you know. Maybe all your coworkers go out and you do a lunch and learn about air pollution. You guys go out and plant a tree. You volunteer. Um, on a, you know, there are so many things that folks can do to be a part of this campaign. Brian, uh, talk about how companies can come on board. Some of the companies that you have, you have more this year. Is that correct? I do. We and do. so, how do you bring them on board? Do you go out yourself and make? make a presentation what's the process so the process for companies that want to get involved is as easy as the um, process for an individual at the base level um, you know at the base level you go to the website and you click on take the pledge and then it, there's two different pledges one is I'm an individual and the others I represent an organization of some sort and for the organizations, it's going to ask you some very basic information, and it's going to ask you how many employees you have and how many employees you think that – it's going to challenge you just a little bit to say how many employees do you think you can you can engage. And what's really cool this year for folks that are trying to um, learn about how well that they um, – their how well they engage their employees and what their employees are interested in, we have we can give them a unique code um, that they can give their employees and say, hey, I'm a member of ESPN. Here's my code um, I, when they sign up so that when a company's, you know, after the, the thing's done, 
they actually can get a report back and say, hey, you know, based on your 1,000 employees that signed up, you know, 900 of them were interested in taking public transit. You know, 75 of them said they'd use a natural cleaner, et cetera. And I think for companies that are always struggling to think about how they can align what they're what they're trying to do with their employee interests, it's just a real useful tool um, for them, and and also a great way of um, engaging folks in in the effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me about last year, Brian. I know it was very successful. Tell me about some of the successes. So it was. I have to admit, I mean, it was pretty cool seeing the no. Caltrans signage uh, on the freeways. I mean, yeah. that was where I knew that um, it was, you know, somewhere between 5 and 50, which I, it's kind of interesting that they can't give me a, a better answer, but between 5 and 50 million people saw those. Um, so that's how I knew from a public awareness standpoint, it was super successful. Now, it was kind of funny because people were asking me, well, what, 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 you know, did we collectively make a difference on local air pollution? Well, it rained the day before, so <laughs> so I can't exactly take it uh, take credit for all of that. But uh, I think that um, you know, from a participation standpoint, having over a hundred thousand people do at least one thing was huge, and it's given us the confidence to say we want to go for even bigger this year. And you know, you get a million people taking an action. You know, maybe we do actually make a, a significant difference in localized air pollution. Um, across the state, we've got so many things going on, uh, so many really great happenings from schools that are making videos to educate their students. To tra- I already mentioned the transit agencies to um, a PSA being played on, uh, you know, at stadiums. Uh, including right here in L.A. Um, we have got so much participation. We've got regional committees that have been set up across the oh, state um, with with folks. I, I know that um, here we've got mayors who have taken the mayor's pledge, mm-hmm. including uh, here in L.A. We've got Mayor Garcetti that has committed to doing at least one thing on the day, um, as well as in Long Beach. Uh, the um, Robert Garcia will be participating so it's really an all-hands-on-deck uh, campaign, and um, the more the merrier. So hoping that we'll get even more. What have you learned uh, coming into Coalition for Clean Air? I know you, you're, you're in, you were in the nonprofit sector previously, and then you transferred into uh, the Coalition for Clean Air. Tell me about your learning. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out that the Coalition for Clean Air is a 501c3 registered nonprofit, and we're happy to take your donations. <laughs> um, but uh, the tax deductible, tax fully tax deductible. But uh, yeah, I have had an interesting experience that has led me to the Coalition for Clean Air. I worked for affordable housing. I worked for a museum. Uh, I previously worked for a watershed uh, organization, and now I'm here with the Coalition for Clean Air. So it's given me a real insight into uh, the kind of just the amazing different things that these nonprofits and here in L.A. do for the community. But, you know, here at the Coalition for Clean Air, air pollution, you know, one of the things having grown up in L.A. is that, you know, I sort of looked at smog as a thing of the past because it was so bad. And mm-hmm. I do remember my eyes burning and my chest and the um, those days where, you know, you, you just weren't supposed to go out and play sports. Mm-hmm. Today, um, I've learned that 
it's it's here it's still with us it's changed its form um it's uh, a lot of the things that we've done that have helped to contribute to our uh vehicle fuel efficiency standards have actually created um something called ultra fine particles which is an even smaller uh, kind of uh, air pollution that uh, goes deeper into your lungs, and sort of ironically. So we need to continue to push, and that's what the Coalition for Clean Air does. You know, our mission is to protect public health, improve air quality, and prevent climate change. And we approach that through three different methods. We uh, do policy advocacy, and we're, we just had a bill signed by Governor Newsom to create a smog check program for heavy-duty trucks that did not exist in the past, which I think would surprise a lot of people. And we think that that's going to make a big difference. And then we engage in educational programs. We train teachers uh, how to teach air pollution curriculum, um, as well as this community-based monitoring that folks can go on our website and just see what's going on in sort of a real-time data. Um, And then, of course, we do a broader campaign uh, such as Clean Air Day. And, you know, one of the reports that came out last year um, as part of uh, Clean Air Day was um, by the California Air Resources Board that basically said California is achieving its climate goals but is in danger of going backwards specifically because we're driving a lot more. Mm-hmm. So there's not only, you know, it's it's a great campaign, but there's a, a real reason for it. And, um, you know, if we can if we can sort of turn that tide, uh, we'll be doing a lot of good for our health and for the planet. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you couldn't go out and play sports when the I think it was uh, now I can't even remember what fire it was, but my son was playing soccer and we got an email saying no soccer today because the air is too bad. You know, you, they can't come out. <laughs> come and, outside. And I think that was a smart move. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was like flakes in the air, nose burning. It was something else. And, you know, wildfire, uh, you know, is something that we're going to learn to, um, I mean, we've, it's always been here, but Mm -hmm. I, you know, the, the models are showing that, and certainly in the past couple of years, we've seen it, it's going to get bigger, unfortunately, and we're going to have to learn to deal with that. And we're going to have to act, uh, respect to, excuse me, you know, we're going to have to deal with the the impacts of that wildfire smoke. Um, but the Thomas Fire and the Woolsey Fire and the, and in Malibu, these are mm-hmm. all, you know, they're also interesting in that they create this dynamic of places that perhaps um, you wouldn't have considered an air pollution hotspot in the past. So, you know, for folks that um, are are in some of those beach communities, for example, you know, they, they need to start thinking about, do I have uh, an air filter in my home? Um do I have I have I thought about my cabin air filter in my car? So and, and of course, indoor air pollution is a, just a challenge that we all have. No matter if you're in the most beautiful, pristine location in the state, um, there's a chance that air pollution in your home is not great. So thinking about how you can do better with what your cleaning products and other things is going to make a big difference. Yeah, and I saw on my way to work last week they were building a wall on the side of the highway closer to the exit to and my assumption was that for the air quality of the families that live right by the highway um, people that live right by the highway or a- a- entrances the air quality is so bad 
you know, their kids may have asthma and all that. It's a lot. Absolutely. I mean, the USC um, a study of children's health has um, shown that, you know, uh, among other things, the closer you are to those freeways, uh, the more chance you're going to have of, of asthma and, and other sort of respiratory issues. Um, and that's why, one of the reasons why they've they've built those walls. But, of course, if we can get more zero-emission vehicles on the road, that'll help. And if we can get people out of vehicles, that'll help too. Um, it's, a, it's one of the reasons why we were really proud to um, have a, a smog check program for heavy-duty trucks pass this uh, just on Friday, um, signed by the governor, because um, – as you might imagine, like like our passenger vehicles, the newer trucks are a lot cleaner than the older trucks. And when you don't have a systemic way of getting those things off the road, um, then they're they're going to be driven into the ground until they finally break down. And those are the kind of things that are the worst, you know, polluters mm-hmm. in terms of folks living especially the in California because we have such great weather. Cars last longer forever. <laughs> <laughs> And so you can see, you know, older cars everywhere, you know, that need upgrading, right? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. So a really interesting partner of ours is called Valley Can, Valley Clean Air Now. And what they do um, is, you know, a lot of folks in poorer communities will hold on to really old vehicles uh, and – these are some of the worst polluters on the road, right? But they they struggle to get into newer vehicles. So what Valley Can does is they do these one-stop shops. And so they never take them. They're actually unregistered. So Valley Can allows people to come. They do a quick kind of check mm-hmm. with no no questions. They say, this is what would, hey, listen, your car would not pass smog check or maybe it would pass smog check, but they do that for them. And then they show them all the rebates they can get to get into a cleaner vehicle. Um, cleaner vehicle, including electric vehicles. And so they they have this really amazing way of getting so, folks out of a 1979 Chevy Impala and into a, uh, into a Prius or a, a Chevy Bolt. Um, and that is, uh, you know, you get this multi-benefit, you know, by doing that. So it's pretty cool. Very interesting. Okay. And ag- again, how can we go make a difference in, and participate? So I definitely want everybody to go to cleanairday.org click that button that says take the pledge and if you're an individual choose at least one thing from the three main categories and uh, if you're a company sign up it's a fun way to engage your employees and uh, show your commitment to clean air Uh, we can all do our part and uh, together we'll make it a really successful clean air day 2019 on October 2nd and remember when you're sharing on social media Use the hashtag CleanAirDayCA and follow along at CleanAirDay on Instagram and on Twitter. And I'm just really happy to be here and thank you for having me. Yes. So you also, we were talking about, you know, your background. What do you think in your background brought you to here? Yeah, that's interesting. I am I think just nonprofits in general, I, I like the mission-based approach of the work that they do. And I think... Um, as I've learned more about different nonprofits, um, I have come to uh, sort of this position in particular in recognition of the immense challenge of our environmental um, issues here in, in greater L.A. And, and this organization just does such a great job with 
you know, we have a staff of nine. So I think sometimes when you're talking about a campaign where you're trying to engage a million people, you, th- you think, well, they must be huge. No, we have a staff of nine split between two cities. Amazing. So we do do a lot with a little, and, mm-hmm. and it's been an absolute pleasure to be a part of it. Yeah. I've found, like, working with, in nonprofits and for nonprofits that people are really passionate about what they do. What has changed for, I think, nonprofits in general you know, people can be passionate ab- about a subject or, um, you know, w- whatever they're advocating for. And previously it was more um, because you have a passion, you can do it, but it's become more business-based. So instead of just taking the passion and creating a nonprofit, now it has to be a uh, uh, a n- uh, nonprofit with a great foundation so they can grow and succeed and not just die out after a year or two years. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely true. I mean, there are something like 44,000 registered nonprofits in LA County, and only a few thousand of those really actually have staff. And that's exactly because of the reason you just mentioned, which is. You know, a lot of people, they get the, they're passionate, they get this idea, and they're like, I'm going to go do it. But then the reality of what it takes to actually achieve that mission um, sometimes is is a little tough to handle. Mm-hmm. And so you do need that foundation. You know, you do need a strong board of directors. You do need to have a, a strategic plan that says this is how we're going to achieve that. And when, when you do have all those things in, in place – um, you can you can achieve some amazing things, mm-hmm. just like you with nine uh, nine staff members and the Coalition for Clean Air, and what you guys are doing is amazing, and you have a, a great reach, you know, with your campaign. So, congratulations! Thank you. It's you know it's been it's been a pleasure. Like I said, we can't do it alone. We achieve it through our philosophy. A coalition is in our name, even though we're not strictly a coalition, but. It, what it means is that in order to achieve all of these things, we work with a, a wide swath of folks, um, other nonprofits, government agencies, corporations. Uh, everybody is a part of the solution. Um, and, you know, sometimes they're part of the challenge, but mm-hmm. uh, but we can all come together to, to do things like Clean Air Day. Yeah. ESPN LA 710. This is ESPN LA. I'm Laferne Cusack speaking with Brian Sheridan, Development Director for Coalition for Clean Air. And go ahead and take the challenge for California Clean Air Day, October 2nd. Just go to cleanairday.org and pledge. Uh, Brian, let's get back to some of the things you were talking about, Clear in School STEM program. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So we have this really great program that um, we go into school and we work with a teacher um, or teachers and we give them a curriculum so that they that meets next generation science standards so that they can uh, teach about air pollution in the classroom. It's for middle school and high schools. And... Um, as part of that program, we give the students uh, these monitors, these these handheld monitors that map out what's going on in their community um, so to, on their cell phones. So it's a very visual um, presentation opportunity for them 
And the students then form hypotheses based on what they're seeing. Oh, really? So, you know, um, once though they're, they're, these teams of students have formed their hypotheses, we connect them up with scientists who um, who say, well, have you considered X, Y, and Z? They, they reformat those hypotheses based on those conversations. And for these kids, by the way, many of them, it's the first time that they've in, interacted with a professional in that way. Um, so it's it's got a real STEM component. It's an opportunity to see people in a STEM career. At the end of the program, we allow them to re- present to actual policymakers, folks from, you know, on the board of AQMD, city council members, uh, state legislators, folks like that. Um, and that is a way of showing them the implications of the scientific process. So and at the same time, for many of them, they really hadn't thought about air pollution in their communities. And so I'll give you an example of some kids that did something really kind of fascinating. At least to me, it was fascinating. These kids over in Rosemead, I think it was a middle school, and uh, they took their monitors over the 10 freeway, and certainly the readings were, were really high. But then they took it into a local fast food restaurant, and, you know, those readings were off the charts. And so, you know, I would not have thought to do that. No. But uh, but these kids, they get creative. And if you think about it and you think about the ventilation system in a, in a fast food restaurant, if it's not up to date – it's totally possible that you are inhaling some really bad air quality. Wow. So, you know, it was really interesting to see how these kids think about this process and um I'm I'm always inspired by uh, by what the students do. Right. That is amazing. Yeah, cuz I mean, especially like I was thinking when the Olympics were going on in Rio and there was a lot of concern about the water and and I started thinking about the air quality as well. It's like I think being an athlete is it intertwines with a lot of things, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially, you know, with our environment. And when those aren't up to par, they may not be able to reach that ultimate goal of winning or achieving you know, their goals. It's true. I mean, um, uh, I think I refer I referred to the USC children's study, children's health study. And one of the other things that they just that they clearly showed is that with each improvement in air quality, your lung capacity improves throughout your life. So, so when you make a difference in, um, you know, lessening your exposure to air pollution, it's going to help you achieve more. Um, especially when you're doing it from a very young age. And that's, you know, for, for athletes here, it's, um, it's huge. Mm hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we kind of like we hear about altitude training, right? You know, yes, this, and we hear a lot about that. But, you know, uh, it's air pollution plays a big role, too. Mm-hmm. So um, so for athletes, you know, and it, actually a lot of the things that catalyze some of the big changes to our own air pollution efforts here in greater L.A. were the 1984 Olympics, where, you know, I think it was uh, during that time that we started instituting the HOV lanes, the carpool lanes. And other kind of efforts and, you know, kind of that was actually when Angelinos who wanted to put on a really good impression for the rest of the world said, maybe we're not going to drive th- into work that day. And and by many accounts, you had like really you had great traffic. I mean, great, no traffic, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, and that had a co-benefit, of course, of having better, uh, less air pollution. Mm-hmm. So so the, the link between athletes and, and air pollution is it's mm-hmm. there. 
and I think uh, California or Los Angeles is get, getting better. I know, like, my son, is, uh, when he was in camp this summer, they were taking the subway to on field trips, which was great, nice. you know. Uh, but connecting, what was the goal? Connect the the beach to downtown the subway to the sea <laughs> yeah subway to the sea <laughs> i don't know if that's still happening I there was a that. movie <laughs> there was a movie not too long ago uh i think maybe it's maybe it's um 10 years old now but the guy falls in love with his phone in the in the not too distant future but uh there's a scene where he's taking at that time he was taking the subway to the to the beach and all the comments on social media, like people could believe that he fell in love with his phone, but they couldn't believe they could take the, the subway oh. to the ocean. Right. But now, of course, you can take the subway right to downtown uh, um, Santa Monica. You can take the light rail through the and uh, I've done it. It's great. Yeah, I yeah. haven't done it yet. It, it, I will, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It does take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if you're doing that, particularly during rush hour, I, I, right. the, the, it's just a better experience. Yeah. And you could even work on there, you know. Exactly. It's like maximize your time. Maximize, yeah. <laughs> that's that's right. right. I I will, you know, speaking of it, I mean, in it's amazing. Now we have so many tools at our disposal now to allow people to feel more comfortable taking public transportation. Cuz you know, it is public transportation. Sometimes things happen, but mm-hmm. I will say that with the the many uh, scooters um, that I've taken, the you know the electric lift bikes, and the electric bikes, the bike shares that, that Metro now offers, and um, the uh, you know, and then if if you need to, uh, Uber and Lyft are readily available mm-hmm. as well as taxis in, in downtown. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, it, sometimes things go wrong, but like tomorrow, um, I will be taking the the uh, gold line from Pasadena to Union Station. I'll be getting on an Amtrak to go to a press conference. Oh. And I will take a Lime or a Bird or what, one of the many different scooter companies over to this press conference. And I will, won't have to, I'll be doing so much more on that train trip. Mm-hmm. It will take longer, but it will be a much more comfortable experience. Yeah. It's amazing how technology today makes things so accessible. Uh, a light came on on my car on my way to work today, and I was like trying to figure out, okay, um, I need to put it in the shop. Fine, um, let me figure out alternate way to work. You know, I was like, okay, I could share. There's Uber Share and Lyft Share, or you. I was trying to think if I could take one of those electric bicycles, but I can't. Because oh, I'm yeah. in the valley and my work is it's a little yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then all you have to do is you know go online and figure out what what the subway system. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and and the 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 apps now are incredible in terms of just that accuracy. Um, you know, I remember the days before cell phones when it, what? Yeah, no. that, it happened. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I do too. And you know, and and if you were taking and. God bless you if you were taking public transit at that time because you just didn't know. Did you miss the bus? Did the bus come? Now you've got it. It's on your phone, and you know exactly where that bus is. Oh, you, wow. It's it's incredible. And so that's why we say, you know, give it a try on October 2nd. Just just give it a shot. Uh, and the website, again, 
is cleanairday.org and uh, follow along on hashtag at cleanairday and uh, hashtag uh, cleanairdayca. Talk about uh, ports and freights and what you guys do. So one of our big challenges here, not just in California, but really across the country, is um, our ships, our planes, our our largest trucks on the road cause a, a disproportionate um, share of the the pollution. And so we the you know as part of the campaign for Clean Air Day, we um, we did one thing that we thought just to get people thinking about this. Um, is to, if you order something online, combine all of your purchases into one. Because one of the things that our on-demand obsession is causing is a lot more emissions from that sector. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, I I don't know the exact statistics because they're not in front of me, but uh, I would, just to put it in perspective, you know, one of these big rigs probably gets, you know, the equivalent of six miles per gallon, right? Mm -hmm. So, from just a fuel standpoint, um, it's, uh, it's it makes a lot of sense to uh, really – we need to deal with this sector in a systemic way. And, you know, at the Coalition for Clean Air, we're in, at the ports of L.A. and the ports of Long Beach to – you know, which it handles 40 percent of the goods coming into the country. So we're there and we're telling them that they've got to do more because it is – those trucks and ships mm-hmm. and off-road equipment and everything else that is really contributing right now to a lot of the air pollution, particularly for, for all of the communities along the 710 freeway and then in the Inland Empire where the warehouses, these these folks are going out to the warehouses. The good news is that we've got... A good l- news! Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much new technologies available to get some really clean trucks, like we're talking 99% cleaner truck on the road if they were to be adopted by trucking companies. And it was in May for that very reason, we gave an award to a company, uh, a gentleman by the name of Vic LaRosa and uh, the company's TTSI. And uh, because he's he's got a fleet of you know 200 trucks and he's, Putting these hydrogen, uh, natural natural gas with renewable natural gas as a fuel, um, and battery electric in his fleet. And that's what we want to see. And what I just saw this past week is Amazon just bought 100,000 electric cars. Electric trucks. Uh, like electric trucks. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that is awesome. That is, that is huge. Um, and... I mean, we can that followed a couple of other big companies that had done some really great stuff, um, you know. But I think that order of that magnitude uh, is going to really be a game changer. Yeah, and that's the thing is like you you have these huge companies, and if they take one action, just buying these trucks, it changes so much in in our world. And it totally makes a difference. I mean, it really does. I mean, I, I have to give if, – if I'm talking just from an environmental standpoint, Walmart has done some really great stuff too. I mean, they've got solar all over. You know, they have stated sustainability goals. And, you know, uh, I don't know what their – you know, their their, their budget is probably larger than 
most countries. Mm-hmm. So these companies can make a huge difference. Um, you know, Budweiser did uh, a big order. UPS has done um, UPS has done a ton actually, and and they deserve a lot of credit um, for getting cleaner trucks in their fleets. And it's not something that. Um, but I I, I want to go back to. Uh, smaller companies here as well because mm-hmm. they can make a huge difference in this space and they often are overlooked by you know the amazons of the world but there are so many things that these small companies can be doing too one of the good things about this order from amazon i hope is that it will um it will drive down the cost of uh these electric vehicles and that's that's a big mm-hmm. important uh, consideration right um, there was a report, I believe I was listening to KNX. No, it was in, at KPCC, I believe. Uh, they were doing, they were talking about Walmart. You mentioned Walmart. And how one action of Walmart caused like a ripple effect. And it talked about the power of them doing an action and how that changes the thought process of so many people. Um, I just went to their website for their environmental sustainability, and uh, they talk about, you know, reduction of, you know, gas emissions and waste deliver- uh, diverted from landfills, 78%. I mean, they're doing a lot of things. And uh, again, like you said, a lot of companies are doing that, but they don't... Um, yeah, you know, they don't publicize it. I know here at ESPN, Disney has a program that they count the pieces of trash that we throw away. You know, we ha- we are actively um, recycling and are cognizant of what we do. Like when I have too much trash, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much trash here, you know. <laughs> I think about that because I'm like, okay, they're counting the pieces, but it makes us accountable for what we're putting out. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the other things that somebody like Disney, to use an example, can be extremely helpful and um, it also turns out it's very good for business is by putting in electric vehicle charging stations in their parking lots, mm-hmm. which I know they've done. And um, there's a couple of different reports that say that when you do that, uh, you actually um, – it, it helps their bottom line. And the reason for that is is that folks will stick around while their car's charging. They'll shop more. They'll do other things. Mm-hmm. So if I can encourage the uh, developers that are out there and others to, uh, to put in these electric vehicles – it's, it obviously also helps um, California right. in meeting our emissions um, goals. Right. And we, there's also a program if you do take the subway or a bus, you you can report that uh, to Disney. And then they, there's I, – I forgot what they you get back from that, but they make sure that it, you are noted that you are taking the bus or subway to work. A lot of, a lot of companies have been – really good about um, providing incentives so that their employees right. don't drive in every day. And ride share as well. And ride share. Mm-hmm. And ride share is, is very effective. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, coincidentally, it's one of the things that we've got on our, our things that you can do for clean air as part of Clean Air Day. Um, definitely try. There's there's actually a company called Hitch right now, if you check it out, um, that is 
they when you sign up, it's all about carpooling. Oh, and okay. the more people that you pick up, they'll they'll reimburse. I think that the, that's the right term. They'll reimburse you for your mileage, basically. Oh, um, as well as uh, a couple of uh, I think Waze had also tried to do something like this. So it's becoming with these apps, it's becoming more and more. I guess, um, incentivized to help mm-hmm. people to do the right thing, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to see more of this, but, um, you know, for those of you who are like, you're thinking about carpooling, um, maybe that's a little bit of an extra incentive to just kind of go out and do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what do you see for the future of Coalition for Clean Air, Brian? Well, at the Coalition for Clean Air... We, and the, between the climate climate emissions coming from the, from all of us, and just local air pollution, it's a big challenge, and it, we need to tackle it uh, in all three ways that we do, which is advocacy, um, uh, education, and and this public campaign that we call Clean Air Day, and it's really is all hands on deck. We've got to. You know, in a very short amount of time, we've got to get a lot more electric vehicles on the road uh, across sectors. We've got to get people out of their cars as much as possible. Uh, We've got to change uh, our um, infrastructure to allow for uh, us to mitigate uh, a lot of the worst impacts that are coming from things like landfills that you mentioned before, um, which you know cause short-lived climate pollutants and, and something called super pollutants, we've got to tackle that real soon. Super pollutants. Super pollutants. Those are those are the things that come from uh, meth. It's methane, really. Oh, from from cows, uh, from landfills, uh, stuff like that. And so we've done some really great things uh, to capture that. We've turned some of that into energy. We've turned some of that into fuel, sometimes called biofuel. Um, we've got to continue to uh, lower the actual emissions coming from our gasoline, um, which the state has done a really good job of um, through a program called the Low Carbon Fuel Standard, which is super wonky, but uh, <laughs> but it's very important. And you can just Google Low Carbon Fuel Standard to see what that that is. Uh, but basically, it's a little bit of if you if you can't beat them, join them. So we, we you know it's tough to get. Uh, our goal is five. We hope to see five million electric vehicles on California's roads in the next uh, by I believe twenty twenty three. So that's right around the corner. Um, but that's going to take a heavy lift. Yeah. So it's it's really all of the above. And I know, like I was telling you off air, that you know, I used to live in Chicago, and how. In Chicago, the first thought was, okay, when's the train arriving to take me downtown? Or when's the bus arriving? You know, I think in Los Angeles, we got, we have to get there. We have to get to the, our first thought, oh, when's public transportation arriving? You know? Absolutely. We it's without a, without a doubt. I mean, and, and of course, we are a notoriously car centric city, mm-hmm. right? We um, love our cars. We love our cars. But I, you know, just talking about cars and electric vehicles for a moment, um, I think that is no longer a fantasy to 
get into an electric vehicle. And there are so many makes and models out there. There's a really interesting program here in down the downtown area called Blue LA. And Blue LA is an electric car share. So you can go and it's, oh. a, and it's subsidized. So it's not going to cost you a ton of money. So if you're thinking about, you know, an electric car, but you're like, I don't know if it's, it's for me, check it out. Go, especially if you work or downtown. And it's super handy if you've got, you know, sometimes we, look, I love public transportation, but sometimes you might have a meeting, say, in a warehouse or something. Well, that's going to be a little challenging. So an electric vehicle to that said warehouse um, is, a, is a great option. Um and then just in terms of purchasing power, I think a lot of people, when I say, you know, check out electric vehicles, they immediately think of Tesla. And I love Tesla. Teslas are great. But every single uh, manufacturer who ha- sells cars in this state has to sell an electric vehicle, a zero emission vehicle to be more specific. Um, I shouldn't leave out our friends in the fuel cell uh, space. So. You know, check it out right now as we're speaking. It's National Drive Electric Week. So there's probably an event near you. Awesome. All right, Brian, give us the rundown on what we can do to participate in California Clean Air Day, October 2nd. So if everybody goes to the website at cleanairday.org and they click the big fat blue button that says take the pledge. And you'll get a list of three big categories of things that you can do uh, when you take the pledge. Like pick, what, Brian? <laughs> such as uh, planting a tree uh, or a home garden or an indoor plant, telecommuting, uh, taking public transportation, car sharing, uh, carpooling, um, changing your home air filter, changing the kind of cleaning product that you use. And a host of other activities at cleanairday.org when you take the pledge. Commit to doing that. Sign up. Make it official. Um, challenge your friends. Share it on social media at cleanairday. Uh, at cleanairday and uh, hashtag cleanairdayca. And uh, join us as we collectively try to take over 1 million actions to clean the air in California. Well, I thank you for all that you're doing and your organization is doing and uh, sharing the information with our listeners. Thank you, LaFern. I I really enjoyed being here. Mr. Brian Sheridan, Development Director of Coalition for Clean Air. Uh, For more information, you can go to ccair.org and see all that Brian and uh, his colleagues are doing. And again, go to cleanairday.org and... Take that action. All right. I'm LaFern Cusack. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me. For more information, please log on to ESPNLA.com. And I'll see you next week. ESPN LA 710.